The Chicago Bulls made a move yesterday that kind of everyone was expecting since the offseason began, and that was waving Marco Simonovic. The next question is up, is how are they going to use the newly opened Ross spot, and who are some of the candidates that the Bulls could use to fill that spot, as well as what assets are still at the Bulls' hands to really use to flesh out this roster. We're going to talk about all that, plus hype the Summer League, right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes. You guys can follow me right off the top at CEO Hayes at CEO H-A-I-Z-E. You can also follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform that we happen to be on. But let's go ahead and get into the topics for today. So, as we all know, dropped a special episode last night. Um, well, right when the news happened yesterday afternoon, as far as Marco Simonovic and him being waived by the Chicago Bulls. Now, it was kind of the right ones on the wall. Marco, who was never able to really get on the floor in meaningful minutes, playing only 16 games. And while, yes, this does put more of a question mark around the Bulls development program or drafting, right? Marco Simonovic was a second round pick. Most second-round picks do not work out. Now, that does not mean that Marco can't go away back to Europe or stay in the NBA if another team is going to pick him up and maybe have a better development plan. Keep in mind, we do now have a head of a player development, but that was a recent signing and acquisition just a month or so ago. So the main part of the Marco Simonovic being here, his time was in the G League. Now, the G League can be used to develop people. I do not want to make any mistake about that. Hell, we have a player that's a key part of our rotation, Alice Caruso, that did have to come through the G League. But ultimately, Marco Simonovic, I guess, just never showed the Bulls enough, even though, you know, looking at the G League numbers, he played pretty solidly in the G League, too amazing at times, and really looked to be a scoring and rebounding big at that G League level. But even at times last season where we needed size, where we needed rebounding, where we needed an additional big, the Bulls never went to Marco. And I think that that meant that the writing was on the wall for him. But now with Marco being waived, the Bulls only have two centers and only two players above 6'7 on their roster. And so the question is, are the Bulls going to use the open roster spot uh, that, that's now opened by Marco Simonovic to go after maybe a versatile, a versatile forward or uh, add some needed depth in the in the big area? Now, of course, Mo Bamba was one that was rumored to want to come to Chicago. Ended up not working out. He goes to Philly. Shout out to him for that. But that still does leave um, Bobo, right? A, a player that a lot of Bulls fans right now have been talking about. It leaves options like a Christian Wood, a PJ Washington, a Kelly Oubre, Paul Reed. Even though Kelly Oubre is not a big, let me be let me be clear in that. But there, the Bulls have options there to add players. And honestly, Paul Reed, I kind of like as an option. Again, this is to replace Marco at that minimum salary. This is not a disabled player exception signing. So let me be clear there. Um, so Paul Reed, when you look at him, six nine. 210 pounds. He's played 133 games in his NBA career with averages of only 4.2 points per game, 3.8 rebounds per game, 0.7 blocks per game, 59 per shooting from the field, though, and a terrible three-point shooting percentage at less than 30%. Uh, 20% is less than 20%. Um, so, you know, he could be somebody that the Bulls could bring in to replace Marco that has been able to play at the NBA level. That is the key thing here, right? The open roster spot left by Marco Simonovic is something that you want to look at because you, you you don't necessarily, you don't have to replace it with a world beater or anything like that. You have to replace it with somebody that you can actually use on the back end of your bench if some injuries come around. Now, that disabled player exception, of course, is where you want to acquire the bigger names at. 
And really, the Bulls, when you look at it, we have quite a bit of avenues that we can use to add still talent to this roster. When you look at it, we still have our biannual exception. We still have the disabled player exception, right? Uh, that, well, if granted, which may even be the day that that's granted by, I had expected it to be granted before we head into the weekend. It may not be. Maybe we don't get word on that till Saturday, Sunday, or Monday. But the disabled player exception, which I doubt we'll have trouble really getting, we have that. And then, um, you know, we still have part of our mid-level exception as well. So the Bulls have assets to still add to this team. When you look at it, we still, we have 12 players uh, on, on the roster right now. Now, that's not including Iota Sumo and Carly Jones, who both have, uh, well, right now Iota Sumo's on a qualifying offer, so we don't know how that's going to shape out for him. And then Carly Jones has an option much like Marco, but his, is, his date is much closer to the start of the season, so they can really kind of let that go all the way to the start before they decide. I really do not expect Carly Jones to be maintained. I know Bulls fans, especially after him winning the G League MVP, some people really have him pegged as like kind of the next one up. Carly Jones is not good. He's not a good player. He's not an NBA prospect. There's a reason he's been through the G League. Yeah, he can shoot. He can score. But hey, welcome. We've seen players that can do that before. Antonio Blank, any ring, any bells to anybody? But ultimately, I do not expect Carly Jones to make that uh, the roster. So that basically leaves Two roster spots right now open for the Chicago Bulls, right? Theoretically, they can open up two. They can open up three, especially if I would assume signs elsewhere. And the Bulls have assets to be able to add players at that position. And so, you know, I think that the Bulls go more big than they do guard the guard rotation. I've seen some of you guys um, in the comment section, you know, bring things up like, hey, we need another point guard. I highly doubt the Bulls go uh, point guard right now. I just, I don't think uh, that point guard is, is going to be something that the Bulls really are looking to kind of do much with right now uh, when you look at our depth chart right now, right? So uh, Javon Carter, probably the starting point guard there. I know some Bulls fans disagree there, but then you have uh, Javon Carter, Kobe White, DeMar DeRozan, Patrick Williams, Nikola Vucevic right now probably shaping up to be our starting five. I would not be surprised at all if Torrey Craig may even push for that starting uh, power forward position if Patrick Williams comes in passive. I hope not. I want to see Patrick Williams come into training camp Go through that, go through preseason, and shows that he deserves and he's earned that starting power forward position. And I hope that that's the case. But when you look out outside of that, that leaves our bench at being Alex Caruso playing backup whatever. He can play one through three, right? He's kind of that player that you know is going to be all over the court. Kobe White can play either guard position. They've even played Kobe White some at the three. And then Dalen Terry, right? And that's the biggest question mark right now is because you don't know how they're going to view Dalen Terry, right? We don't, we don't really know that. Um, we expect and hope that he's going to come into the season and be given minutes in his second season after being the least played uh, 18th overall pick in NBA history, right? And we, we've seen the, the upside of Dalen Terry. We've seen the facilitating. We've seen the, um, the, the shooting, right? We've seen the defense. We've seen the energy. We've seen the athleticism. We've seen all of that. And hopefully that is Dalen Terry comes also in the, in the training camp and shows that he deserves that role. Right. But then you also have you have Tory Craig, who can play three and four. You have Andre Drummond. We have a lot of versatile players. Drummond is the one that's probably he's just a center. Right. We, we know he's just a center at this point, And that's perfectly fine. But when you look at everyone else, even if you have Kobe in the starting lineup instead of Javon Carter, you have a a backup list right there of players that can play multiple positions. If you add in Io DeSumo with that, his combo guard mentality, he can play a lot of positions there as well. Terry Taylor, he's still on the roster as of right now. We need to see how that's going to shake out for the Chicago Bulls. But ultimately, what the Bulls, I think, would be looking for are versatile players that can play. 
You, you got your two, three. You got a couple of them, right? You, you got you got your three, four, and in 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 uh Tory Craig, and potentially even in Terry Taylor. Now maybe go out and get a four or five, right? So we'll see what happens with the Bulls roster. I think still a lot of questions as we still go through free agency, but there are still a lot of options available for the Chicago Bulls as well. There, when you look at, like I said before, Chris, and especially. As we go further into free agency, we are now past the first week of free agency, right? By the weekend, we'll be through the first 10 days of free agency. Christian Wood's still out there, right? Not even really very many rumors on what he can get. Now, while I don't think Christian Wood is perfect for this team, and I really don't think he's perfect to play next to Vooch, maybe next to Drummond if uh, you, you can do some things there. P.J. Washington is definitely a young player that I would love. Now, he would absolutely push somebody out that depth chart. If we were able to get a P.J. Washington who's a restricted free agent, you're probably at that point looking at PJ taking minutes away, projected minutes away from Dalen Terry, right? At that point, you're probably not going to see Dalen Terry very much in the rotation like we hope for. Now, you, you you do have a job as a front office to improve your team where you can. You guys know how I kind of feel on the development and, and competing now. I want to see this team start actually developing their own players once again. But again, PJ Washington would offer up a, a definite solution for you that can be the three, be the four, right? That can start if Patrick Williams is still being passive, can definitely start in, in that case. He's been in the NBA four years. You kind of know what he is, but still has a little bit of upside. Kelly Oubre, I know he's one that's been brought up a lot. And while his shooting ability would could be sorely needed for the Chicago Bulls, especially if you look at having him be the backup three behind DeMar DeRozan, there's a, there's a lot of possibility there. I don't like Kelly Oubre overall, like his defense, and sometimes he falls asleep. And even, you know, sometimes he's, he could be a very streaky uh, scorer. But again, Kelly Oubre. Surprise, he's still out on the market. I already mentioned up Paul Reed. Kendrick Nunn, if the Bulls do decide to go guard like some people are, are mentioning, Kendrick Nunn could be another one that the Bulls could look at because when you look at his averages um, that he has over his career, over 12 points per game, could be a solid 39% three-point shooter. But again, I don't necessarily expect the Bulls to go guard. Uh, that's just my personal opinion. I think ultimately, especially if they bring back Io DeSumo, the guard rotation's done. Like, we have so much depth at the guard rotation. Yes, we don't have a lot of the true facilitating setup point guards. But, again, in this type of team, uh, especially off the bench, I don't expect that. But, you know, so that's kind of where the Bulls sit right now. A lot of questions still left to answer. A lot of potential roster spot, spots open. If Iota Sumu gets a large contract offer, offer sheet, I don't know if the Bulls match it. Right? I just don't know. We've had a, we had a video on that on the channel earlier um, this week. And ultimately, I think that the Bulls look at their assets and the value. And while I still think there's tons of potential in Io DeSumo, I know a lot of Bulls fans have completely turned on Io. But when you look at Io and just the defense that he showed in his rookie year to come in and earn a spot, right? The upside that he still has as a defender, even if you're kind of down on this offense, I understand that he's, you know, missed a lot of layups at the rim, right? Can't can't deny that. But, you know, I, I still think there's tremendous upside in Io. And so, you know, especially while we're questioning the Bulls' development plan, um, especially with a player like Marco, who was just never really given an NBA opportunity, but one could say that he never really earned an NBA opportunity either. Um, I just hope that the Bulls, you know, find a way to hold on and maintain on the I.O. Um, that, that $5 million qualifying offer may be the best he gets. We'll see. Um, you know, a former uh, uh, target that the Bulls all liked in E.J. Liddell, uh, you know, just signed a, like, three-year, almost $7 million deal. So, you know. I don't know. The market on Io is one that's hard to gauge. He's still on the list of like top free agents available in most of these outlets. So all it takes is one team 
that's left holding a lot of money, that's left to be a team that, you know, doesn't isn't doesn't have playoff aspirations to kind of offer IO an offer sheet that the Bulls just can't match. But, you know, ultimately we'll see. But I think the Bulls rotation starting to take shape. And while a lot of us Bulls fans do have hopes and, you know, have these targets that we can do um, or that we are looking at, it's just a lot of it doesn't seem feasible, right? Like, you, you can only play so many players. And if Dalen Terry is going to uh, earn a role, and the Bulls very well may be still evaluating that, right, in their decisions, we'll see. And I think, like I said on yesterday's episode, I still think that there is a high chance that that disabled player exception is not used until maybe at the trade deadline, maybe during the season, maybe the Bulls see something, a player becomes disgruntled, something like that. That's kind of the most likely outcome that I see for it um, as we get closer to this. But hey, as while you still have players like a P.J. Washington, while you still have players like a Kelly Oubre out there, a Christian Wood out there, hey, talent is talent. And while, yeah, they don't necessarily, all of them aren't the perfect seamless fit, you gotta gotta go to a talent where you can get it at. Now, before we go today, I do also want to talk about Summer League. The Bulls Summer League schedule starts today, which means that I will be having a live post-game show for the Bulls Summer League game. We're back on lives. Um, you know, Summer League is kind of like used as a tune-up, a catch-up, because I miss you guys as well, so make sure you guys stay tuned in for that as well. But looking at the Summer League roster, man, um, there are a lot of players on this Summer League roster that are calls to really kind of watch and see. Julian Phillips, while we're talking about the Bulls depth chart, right? Julian Phillips could be a player that if that defense is legit, like this, the head coach of the summer league team said, you know, he talked about how important his defense could be. If that defense is something that's solid and ready to go, I fully expect him to be trying to push to get rotational minutes for the Bulls next season. I just do. Like, the defense is the one thing. As much as us as Bulls fans, we like to say, hey, Billy Donovan isn't going to play you. We've had four young players come through here with Billy Donovan. Patrick Williams and Iota Sumu played right away in their rookie season. Marco Simonovic never got a real uh, chance. We've seen that. Dalen Terry, I've always said because of his game, that, they, that part of his development plan was to be in the G League, and we'll see what that means for him this upcoming season. But one thing that we have seen with the players that, that Billy Donovan has played right away, it's been because of their defensive acumen, right? And I do think that Julian Phillips' defense where everything that I've seen in tape with him, everything that's been hyped up, it could be the level of defense that may, Billy Donovan may see is worth getting some rotational minutes, right? Adama Sanago, not necessarily saying that I expect him to play. He's on a two-way contract. He's kind of replacing Marco Simonovic in a way as being one of that, that G League prospect that really is going to take some time to develop. But you look at what he did at the collegiate level, and you say, hey, this guy absolutely could be ready to go sooner rather than later. I look at Adama Sanago kind of as like a less athletic Todd Gibson with a better shot early on. So Adama Sinago could be another one that the Bulls look at, right? There are some players down there. Justin Lewis still down there as well. A player that the Bulls, another one that they signed on draft night as an undrafted uh, free agent. And yeah, he tore his ACL, but as you guys saw with the post side clip, he's dunking. He's looking ready to go. There are players that are trying to make their name for themselves and get into the Bulls' rotation, and that are potentially at positions of need on top of all that as well. And so if that works out for them, they could push, right? So the Bulls could then look to more so, let's, let's, let's see what we got with them, right? And then if something doesn't shake, if these players aren't what we need, if we think we're close enough to maybe make that push for a fifth, a sixth seed, let's go ahead and, and, make, and use that disabled player exception for a trade. That could be something that comes. But this summer league roster, again, 
for basketball purists, Summer League basketball is fun during the summer, so make sure you guys check it out. Like I said, we'll be live for it to break it down. But that's it. That's my time for today. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the show. The number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I like to end every episode on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. See red if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.